0: Hey Jane McCall, dropped the Mic, Special Edition. Uh, we're very happy to welcome back um, our friend Jason Weiss, who was talking with us a little bit earlier this morning about the workshop he's going to be putting on tomorrow, but it was nice enough to come back and, and dive in a little bit more with this. And, and Jason, we talked about kind of a, kind of an overview about um, monitoring attitudes or behavior changes in social media. Um, what are, For parents, I, I know I asked you this this morning, you talked about uh, how a lot of them say, I thought I knew enough. And what, what is the biggest gap in their knowledge? Where's the biggest part they that normally parents feel like they missed when you do your workshops? I
1: think uh, a lot of parents have a sense of that it's not going to happen to them. Right. And they have, you know, they've talked to their kids to a degree and they think, well, we've talked about it once. We don't really need to talk about right. it again. They're smart kids. You know, the thing is, is that all the predators that I've ever dealt with are relentlessly persistent and some of them will get to the point where they'll they're belligerent yeah and very impatient because that child didn't respond right away or they didn't respond in the way that they wanted so what parents really need to understand in this realm that we're talking about is that there's unlimited amount of guys i mean unfortunately we live in in an age where we have very weak men and i i've I've said this in other in other interviews before and when you have weak men that don't have a purpose or don't have a responsibility, they get bitter. And mm-hmm. when they get bitter, it can get dangerous because they will do and compromise a lot. And unfortunately, some do drugs, some do alcohol, some get into pornography, and then the pornography will lead them into this type of activity. And when you, when you haven't grown up, a lot of guys are stuck at 17 years old and they haven't had p- proper role models in their life or they haven't had you know, a connection with God or whatever they deem is a higher power, um, then they will compromise a lot. And they are relentless and they're selfish. It's very self-centered, very narcissistic. Uh, most of the guys that I've sat down and talked to, it's, it's about them. And it's about their gratification. It's not, they didn't really see what they were doing was wrong. And they'll justify it every which way they'll mitigate it. They'll do everything that they can to make it seem like it's okay. And you'll see that in the conversations Mm -hmm. with these guys when they're grooming a child, they'll, they'll say things to the child, like you seem older, you act older, Mm -hmm. or, you know, there's other little things that they'll throw in every once in a while just to desensitize them and, and, uh, groom them to the point of getting the the either the, you know the picture that they want mm-hmm. so that they can masturbate to it or they can meet for sex and that's what it really boils down to these guys they they 60% of the guys that are chatting with kids they just want the photos to masturbate to I mean get get, get another hobby do something right you know develop strong relationships with people where you're not glued to a phone masturbating right you know or having to rely on a child to get your sexual gratification. Find a purpose in your life.
2: So uh, to backtrack a little bit, where, we, where we're kind of beginning from, so Jason, you are a part of an organization that's really cool. Tell me a little bit about this uh, organization.
1: It's called The Demand Project. Okay. And you can go to thedemandproject.org. <clears throat> and it was formed in 2013, but my wife and I have been talking about sex trafficking and the sexual exploitation of children for a while. Uh, it, it was actually birthed out of rage. Uh, we were in Colorado and I was great. You know, I I loved business. I love, you know, being an entrepreneur. And we had the big house at the end of the cul-de-sac and I was doing just really well financially. And my wife was doing well. She did hair at this really fancy salon. And all of a sudden a story hit the news and it was about a a father, an actual biological father that raped his toddler, two-year-old daughter and videotaped it and then put it on the internet for the world to see. And that was that moment that we had to make a choice. Do we want to just realize that that was a really bad story and hard to hear and then wake up the next morning and what's for dinner, honey? You know, it wasn't an option for us. And I've had this conversation before, and I don't know who your audience is, but maybe they need to hear this. There's a difference between a calling and a passion. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm passionate about golf or I'm passionate about movies, but I don't wake up every morning except, you know, wanting to get a camera and go film a movie or, or develop my acting career. I wake up every single morning to figure out how I can help a child, educate a parent, rescue a child from sex trafficking every single day. So um, it was birthed out of rage. You know, a lot of people, when they start an organization, it's something that they're passionate about or right. whatever, you know, but really this, I was so angry that somebody would do that to their child yeah. and then videotape it and have thousands of people log on to watch it. What is wrong with our culture? what is wrong right. with men in general that they think that that's okay, right? And so and at that and the moment that that story hit, I had a, my newborn daughter was in a bassinet right next to us and then my son my son which was just barely over two, was in his uh, in his bed. And that was that moment where we said well, we got to do something about this. So it's a long story short. 2013 we we launched it in our spare bedroom. Uh, in nice. our house. And we wanted to focus on three crimes. We wanted to, f- basically it encompasses all sex, sexual exploitation of children, mm-hmm. but we focus mainly on sex trafficking and then also um, online enticement or, or lewd proposals. I don't know what your state statute is here mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. It's lewd proposals to a minor. And that's where you got the bad guy that's communicating with a child and trying to groom and lure them into in the, um, horrible situations. And then there's child pornography, which for me is, that's why I became a, a police officer. That's why I became a detective, because I wanted to find people that thought it was OK to rape infants and toddlers and right. then put it on the Internet for thousands of people to watch. And then it transitioned into where I was doing a lot of undercover work and posing as a minor and then communicating with bad guys. And then I would, you know, get them to the point of arrest. And then I had um, an opportunity to sit down. And I, I interview them, you know, and inter- interrogate them to hear what they have to say. And, um, you know, they're very narcissistic. Troubled, broken people, and uh, so that's a little bit about the demand project. We we do it. We we, we have proactive and and reactive. Uh, the proactive is why I'm here, in, right. in Utah and, and in Logan, and, and because of the Malouf Foundation, um, prevention is huge. Right. Um, and in law enforcement world, and I know the chief of Logan will be there uh, for the for the the workshop. Law enforcement's overwhelmed. Yeah. Cons- I mean. They get tips all the time, either from the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children or they're organically reported here in, in Logan. But I, I'll, I'll guarantee you that the detectives here that work crimes or sex crimes against children have probably stacks and stacks of, of, of cases. And so prevention is crazy critical Absolutely. because it has to start at home you cannot rely on someone else to fight your battle or law enforcement to get the bad guy it has to start at home so that's why I'm that's why we're doing this uh, this workshop it's to I'm gonna talk about do's and don'ts of social media some of the safety settings because um, you, know, you can hide your friends list on right. Facebook yep. right and that's one thing that you can do right now that will stop your at least m- uh, minimize your exposure yep to one yourself, mm-hmm. and, you know, because I've I've actually taken out whole human trafficking networks because a pimp left his uh, Facebook page friends list wide open for me, yeah, and um, so I could I friended a bunch of his friends, and then I sent him a friend request, and because we had all these friends in common. He said, "Okay, I'm." Oh yeah, we're
2: friends with these people, right?
1: hiding your friends list is a thing you can do, right? Um, Also, setting your Instagram to private, yeah. And then parents also need to know that there is ways that you can have multiple accounts within Instagram. Like kids call it the Finsta
2: hmm the, the Finsta, fake, which is a fake Instagram the
1: account. Yep. Yeah. So a lot of parents don't know that. And also a lot of parents don't know that there's, for my eyes only, yep. tabs in Snapchat, yep. where it's a vault almost, like within the app. Yep. And so those are the kind of things I'm going to talk about. And I also talk about some of my own cases mm-hmm. that I've worked. I'll actually show screenshots of communications that I've had with bad guys, where you can see the conversation and where they acknowledge my age and they acknowledge their age. And they'll say, oh, I have, I have daughters your age. You know, and that's where you kind of goes. Oh, wow, this guy is—he's yeah. he's lost. Yeah. And so I'll talk about that. Um, I talk about apps that law enforcement's concerned about, that no kid should have on their phone, like Kick and Whisper. Yep. Um, and I'll talk—I'll talk a little bit about TikTok. Uh, a lot of a lot of parents haven't heard about TikTok. Uh, unfortunately, if they don't, they're way behind the curve because right. there's been over a billion downloads of that app. And there's so many safety concerns on that. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit about live streaming. I've been concerned about live streaming for almost two years. Yeah. Um, I mean, kids are committing suicide live on, on right. streaming. And there's been murders and suicides live streamed. And, so, and then there's the random chat app, ch- random chat apps that mm-hmm. are out there, like the Omegals and the mm-hmm. chat roulettes and, and stuff that's out there. And it's all free. You have no, there's no restriction. Yeah. Right. You know, to, and, you, and you don't need a data plan. No, no. All you need is Wi-Fi for any of this stuff. So, yep. you know, I, I, I actually will in the workshop, I show a, a, a slide of all my arrests. Mm-hmm. And then down the road, I'll talk about some of the things that parents can do. And imagine your front door is is the internet. And if any of these guys knocked on the door, would you let them in? Right. And 100% is going to say, absolutely not. I wouldn't let any of these guys in. Right. But That's exactly what you're doing. Right. You hand that child that device that has a worldwide platform and you're not you don't know what's going on. You don't know the capabilities of that app and you don't know the technology that's capable within that phone or with that within that device.
2: Right. And then you also don't know like what other people are capable of um, becoming, uh, portraying themselves as, and, and that's, that's a really difficult thing. I remember when I was in high school, um, obviously smartphones weren't really like a massive thing. I'm only 25, but, uh, smartphones weren't like a huge thing. I kind of had a smartphone, but we had our family room computer. And so then we got to go sit in the computer room and my friends would all come over and we'd hang out and play games and whatever. And I remember being on one of those, one of the games on Facebook and there was some guy Uh, From England that like started hitting me up And started like messaging me and commenting and whatever And we we were just playing this random game I don't even remember it was like a dice game and he started like hitting me up and chatting me about how we thought I was attractive and I was like I'm like 15 at this point in time like why are you sending me messages why are you talking to me and you know thank heavens my parents uh were we were in very open communication me and my mom were in very open communication and I immediately went in and I talked to my mom and I was like I don't know what is going on who this guy is why he's sending me messages and it was something that we ended up getting uh resolved ended up closing out of uh I don't know how far we ended up taking it. If we ended up, I don't think we ended up taking it into like local law enforcement or anything. We probably should have, but we didn't, but um, it's crazy. You never know. And it's like an instant. You never even know who you're communicating with. And you know, it it seems harmless. It seems like you're just having a fun time. You're having a conversation. Then all of a sudden everything turns and it's like, whoa, I didn't, I wasn't meaning this. Like I'm innocent. I'm naive. I don't, I don't know what's going on. And it's something that I think is, is uh, taken on by, by people who just
1: don't care. Well, in your, at that moment, yeah, it's hundred percent preventable. Yeah, because you can stop it right, right there. As right. long as that kid knows that that's a red flag, that's wrong. That yep. adults should not be communicating yeah. like that at all, yeah. and stop it. Yeah, and then you know, I I always recommend going to a parent.
2: Absolutely. Um,
1: because if they start to get in the habit of not, mm-hmm. then if something does hit them the right way you know, maybe they're in a vulnerable position yep. Yep. or maybe you just had an argument with your mom and you need that type of attention. Yep. You know, you never know who that boy might be, right. you know, to, to communicate. And there's a little bit of a myth that there's these all these men out there that are pretending to be little right. kids. It's not. No, it's, I mean, it's older most, people. Most of them are really coming out and saying, this is my age, this is my background, this is where I work, this is my real Facebook. And I think partly, partly it's because they do understand that, it's so widespread. White and law enforcement is, you know, you know, very overwhelmed. Yeah. And and it's a, it's a numbers game. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, it's just so. And there's so many different platforms. You got downloadable games. You got the gaming. You got apps. You got the internet. You got chat. You know, social media. There's so many different avenues that lead to what they want to do. That yeah. you know. It's hard to track them and hard to keep, them. you know, one thing that I do tell parents, and I've, I've actually had to have some really serious conversations with parents before, because I've had situations where a bad guy did reach out to a child. And so what does Mama Bear do? She grabs a Facebook yep. profile, and puts it in the, the community page of their, their neighborhood, yep. and tries to make this guy famous. Right. wrong no that yeah, guy will don't delete the profile and move on don't do that go immediately to take some screenshots and go right to law enforcement yep because they might you, be working a case he yeah. might be a registered sex offender you never know yeah. who that guy is so don't be mama bear and think you're going to make this guy famous by posting his profile yeah. everywhere
2: well and i think that's something that that uh a lot of people don't understand like a lot of people don't understand social media a lot of people don't don't take the time to be able to um study social media as as people who work in social media for our jobs you know there's a lot of things that that you go in you look and you see how to be able to break it down but yeah the mama bear does come out you know and you see it a lot across the board you know this person commented on something and so now i'm going to screenshot it and i'm going to make them famous this person did this you know and that just goes back to like more internet bullying and and that kind of thing that's a whole other door whole other subject to get into but yeah that's that's really good advice
0: Going back to you saying that there's a lot of people who think that there's a lot of men pretending to be kids out there. Has a show like Catfish helped or hurt your uh, your your investigation with that? Has it helped people try to be more aware because there's a show about that, that there's people out there faking? Or that like you said, there's a lot of people who believe that men are pretending to be boys, so it has made, I don't know, maybe put a little bit of a gray area where people are a little bit more naive.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a good question. I, I don't know if there is a Catfish effect uh, because of the show. I just know what I know. And typically if it's a guy reaching out to another boy, um, they will pretend to be a female mm-hmm. um, because I, I, there's a newer newer crime out there called sextortion. And I, I know there was a local store here recently where a, a kid actually committed suicide because of the pressure of being extorted for more money. Um, but that, that, that's, I think, more, I see more of the trend of, guys that are targeting boys will pretend to be girls, but the boy, the guys that are targeting the girls will just be who they are. Right. Um, and there but, are elements. I mean, I've been asked several times, you know, are you a cop? And all I got to do is say, hee hee, no. And then they'll, they'll move on. I'm a very convincing 14 year old girl. There
2: you go. Great. Yeah. Perfect. So love that. Yeah. I
1: mean, uh, and but you know, it helps as I have a 15 year old daughter. So if right. she likes 21 pilots, I like 21 pilots, whatever size <laughs> she's wearing, I, I wear the same size, whatever she's doing online, yep. I do it. So, and I think a lot of parents also and I'll talk a little bit about this too is emojis emojis are a completely different language right. right, and there's a lot of hidden messages within emojis right that if you if you if you're if you are a proactive parent and you look at your kid's phone and you see some emojis with some some people you might not think that it's anything big right, but I'll show at the workshop what those certain emojis mean right like Mean very sexual things. Like a lot of people probably don't know the eggplant means a penis.
2: Right, exactly. You know? <laughs> and it's yeah. like, oh, there it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and there's a whole list of them right. that are out there, and in, in certain combinations. I mean, I've had to a- actually educate uh, a- uh, assistant district attorneys in Tulsa about the meaning of some of these of these uh, emojis.
2: You know, and that's the crazy thing, like where where I think but AJ and I both we've kind of grown up and and as things have progressed obviously we've had phones and so it's kind of like obviously we're taught as things are going and so it's 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 interesting cuz it's like yeah I guess that that does happen like it, it I don't know it's just interesting but you're
1: younger and right. a lot of the parents uh, you know that have the 13 14 right. you know, mm-hmm. they they're they're busy they're 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 doing what they're supposed to be doing right they're out making money they're out raising their kids they're spending as much time as they can but then where, where are these kids 90% of the time they're right. at school or at a friend's house right and you might talk a certain way and have a certain you know boundaries and certain rules set up at home but what happens when they go across the street right over the to boundaries a friend's are house? gone
2: right. and I can like I'll speak to that hundred percent because I know growing up that was kind of how it was like I, I had my friends but th- I learned everything that I probably shouldn't have learned when I was at school like that's where I learned the things I didn't learn anything when when Along those lines, along the like, I don't know, more mature, whatever you want to say, things that the other kids at school were talking about. Like I had to go to my friends to understand what the heck did he just say? Oh, okay, and and learn it, learn it that way, you know. And so I think it's very important to stay as up to date with these kinds of fads, things as possible.
1: Well, and, and a lot of people listening to this or even contemplating on coming to the workshop will feel like it's too overwhelming. There's too many apps. There's too much to this, there's too much to right. But really, once you get a sort of a grasp over some of the trends, and I give you the sites mm-hmm. that I go to and some of the things to look for, it's really not that challenging.
2: Well, and truth of the matter is, even if it is, even if it is drinking from a fire hydrant immediately, this is your kid. Like, th- this should be the most important priority for you. Like, if you want your children to be safe, and you want to be sure that you are following along with them, and, and taking everything into account, and you want to know the most, this is this is crucial.
0: I can't say it any better. Thank you. Out of curiosity, what is the process when a new app comes in? Because you mentioned the the chats and the the games and all that. So for you, how do you stay up on whatever the next app's going to be and then learn the intricacies of it?
1: Well, I have an undercover profile of a teenager. Oh, nice. And so you'll see, like, profoundly me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Profoundly something Profound something. l y yeah that's a new facebook thing that's coming yeah. out this is like another
2: one that just came out huh? too visco oh, is yeah. another visco one that came Byte out bite is coming mm-hmm. out bites
1: of uh, old vine yeah you know and they're competing with tiktok and then lasso came out mm-hmm. that's a facebook competitor too i mean you just gotta you, once you start getting into that flow of knowing that you kind of know what to look for plus right. i go to tech radar and venture beat and mashable and um you know, there's a there's a few other websites right. that I go to that kinda of keep up with all of that kind of stuff. But also you just gotta you gotta just pay attention. You know, there's there's gonna be news stories out there and you can actually set up uh, your Google news mm-hmm. and you can set up alerts, you know, in your own Google feed for brand you new. Know, like I, tech. I, get, I get, yeah. Well I I I'll go to Google, type in what I'm looking for, and then set up a Google alert. And then every day or every week, however I said it, I will get an email, and Google has searched the World Wide Web for that term, and then I'll get an email with all those all news stories that's that were cool. attached to that new that topic. And so that's how I can stay up on top of that kind of stuff too.
2: That's also that's that's also really good advice to start downloading because like for for people who are interested on the outside looking in people who are interested in getting into this kind of stuff getting into um like helping out with sex trafficking helping out with this kind of thing what is like the best first step because like i don't have kids i have three dogs okay and my three dogs i they're good at home they run around play with chickens and goats and I like it's something that I've always been interested in and it's something that I've always ki- I've been I feel passionate about, but it's like obviously I have to question my why I have to question everything before I like take a take a step forward. So what would you even suggest in that front?
1: Well, it depends on what angle mm-hmm. you're coming from, like the Maloof Foundation uh, has helped financially with with uh, beds. Right. and comforters and pillows. We're actually in the midst of a almost a two-and-a-half-year project at the Demand Project where we are refurbishing and remodeling eight homes and a dining wow. hall on 54 acres of land. Wow, that's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's huge. It's going to be the biggest in the nation uh, where we're going to be able to house in between 30 and 60 uh, sex trafficking victims that were kids. Wow. And then we'll also have one home that's going to be for transitional living for adult survivors, and then we'll also have a crisis center that's about 100 yards north of the property that will be for a right out of the rescue, law enforcement needs somebody to take them right away. We'll have saint exam, nurses on on the standby. Um, they'll be able to do reports and do intake and all that stuff there. And it's going to be in a remote area of nowhere. So, if you're a company, give. That's amazing. You make the culture right. like Maloof is 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 strange in the realm of of this area. Right. Because a lot of, there's a lot of fantastic companies out there right. that do great things. Right. But this is not a comfortable topic.
2: No, but it's, it's
1: not, not. It's not something that people don't want to talk about. I've actually been uninvited to some churches
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, because it's too graphic or they don't want to talk about it. But the Maloof Foundation, they're hitting it head on. Good. And that, and that speaks volumes. So, But if you're from the parental side and you want to help, uh, find a local, mm-hmm. uh, like someone in Logan or Salt Lake City or some, another organization that's helping in this area. Mm-hmm. And just... Just give your time, and financially, I mean, we're nonprofits. We need money, right? Uh, you know, we're not we're not driving around Bentleys and right, and you know, get your Rolls Royce out, right? I mean, we're not. I, I drive a truck that's 2011, has a cracked windshield still. Nice, love I it. Mean, I, but even if I could've. If, if somebody gave me a million dollars today, I still wouldn't change what I'm driving right. because right. the money needs to go to where it needs to go.
2: Absolutely. So I want to go back to your transitional houses that you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, so with that, uh, I had some friends that have worked with uh, different organizations. Uh, specifically, my one friend works with Rafa house. And so she got to go to Thailand and go hang out in some of their, not hang out, obviously go work in some of the, some of the houses that they just had opened up over there. How do you guys, when you are transitioning, trying to get, uh, uh the women that are in the sex trafficking industry i guess you could say that the sex trafficking terrible situation how do you get them out have you seen a lot of the situations where where these girls don't want to leave because it's more of a a shock they don't they don't want to go uh
1: well that you bring up a really really good point because sex trafficking victims in the united states look a lot different than they do in thailand okay uh, in thailand it's very obvious right in in america it's a criminal industry that's criminalizing victims mm-hmm. and turning those victims into criminals. Yep, if that makes sense. Yeah, if you can follow me. So there's there's limited resources because they're not they're not easy to identify. Mm-hmm. And you're right, there there's some that would when I first met them would want to rip my eyes out and and rip my throat out because I'm a man. Yeah. Um. Or I was in law enforcement. Yeah. And they don't want to be a part of that. They've been so. Um, brainwashed and so manipulated and twisted and deceived into thinking that the good is bad and the bad <laughs> is good.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it's devastating yeah. because I, 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 feel like a lot of the the abusers and aggressors on this side. That's that's kind of where they where they come from. They're masters at manipulating and they're masters at, at teaching them that you know if you go talk, you're you're going to be a fall.
1: Yeah. So it, what at, it's called Mount Aruka. Aruka uh-huh. is Hebrew for healing, and we have one home. That will be, it's called, it's called, uh, oh, what my I, Salome is what my wife is calling the first house. And it's a 30-day mm-hmm. home just when that when that girl comes and they are first on property. Because mm-hmm. um, we were thinking, well, you know, we'll get them into school right away. We'll start the mentors. We'll right. talk therapy and all that stuff and start the exercise and, and all the life skills training. And then we're, I'm really good friends with a, a victim at, um, services, homeland security agent out of Texas. And mm-hmm. she came up to the property and she said, no. Mm-mm. The first 30 days, you really need to bring them in, get their sleep pattern yep. and their dietary plan, uh, pattern back in line, mm-hmm. and then start building trust. For that 30 days and then we'll transition them over to silver linings yeah. uh which is another one of the homes we my wife is uh, she's the one that names them all mm-hmm. and it's taken her a long time to name all the houses because there's meanings behind i each one. i right. love that like i'm <laughs> so
2: that is that like resonates with me so much yeah. i love that yeah
1: my wife is she's brilliant and she's the one really that runs the whole amount amount of Ruka team we've we've turned into people that we didn't expect to be right. like foremans of construction and, you know, and, and, uh, managing large groups of people that come out and help and procuring and doing this kind of stuff. I mean, we, we never dreamed that when we decided to take the call, you know, when we saw that story that, yeah. that we would be here. So it's, Absolutely. it's pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. I think the last thing, uh, Jason is just once again, <laughs> when and where? Yeah.
1: Oh, it's uh six 30, uh, tomorrow night at
0: Logan high school. Awesome. Thank you so much for what you do. Malou for bringing you in and bringing you here. Yeah.
2: Where can people find information uh, before we go for the demand project? Where can people find you and all of the information if they wanted to give, if they wanted to get uh, more information on helping out?
1: Uh demandproject.org the, demandproject.org. the demand Project. The yeah. demand project. And you can go org. to the media and resources page. Kay. There's a bunch of uh, news stories that have been done about us. We've been covered, you know, quite extensively in the Oklahoma area and a couple of national deals. But I think once Montaruca opens mm-hmm. and we have that national presence and kids are coming from all over. I mean I've got a homeland security agent in Texas that said we can fill a whole house. Wow. So the need is there. So right. we need money. Absolutely. We need finances. We gotta pay you know house house guardians, we gotta pay insurance, we gotta right. pay for Food, we got to pay for water, we got to pay for electricity. I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be done, but I've seen a lot of people that have hoped
0: mm-hmm. for this
1: type of thing. We didn't ask for this, right? We didn't ask for this property, but God thought, you know, you guys, are, you, can, you can handle this. We're, we're I'm going to give it to you. So the home's already built. Wow, the, the, the property's already there, the, the furniture's there. The appliances are there. The carpets there. The beds are there. The beds. I can't. I can't tell you how important having brand new beds in there. And I've I've told Malouf and and the people there that how important it is symbolically,
2: absolutely, for
1: a child to sleep on a bed that does not have any type of abuse attached to it.
2: Yep. And they brand don't new. To,
1: and they don't have to worry about who's going to come through that door. Yep. You know. So uh, it's just it's 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 so needed. Um. So I'm I'm grateful that you guys took. The time to interview me and to put this out there because, like I said, not a lot of people want to talk about this. I mean, I've been on news channels in in Oklahoma and I'm not bashing Oklahoma, no, of course not, but they would not spend this amount of time. Well, I I think I'll get three minute sound bites, yeah, to, to talk about an event but I won't get this platform. And so I appreciate that. Well,
2: I think it's very important that people need to be aware of it's. It's very, very, very important. And it's crucial at this moment in time, because there are so many apps and so many platforms that people just don't understand. People don't know about. And so we really appreciate you taking the time to, to come in because you do have an area of expertise in this. And, you know, I don't know what our necessarily, what our demographic is when it comes to the podcast specifically, but I feel like it's very important that people be listening to it and if they can't make it to the workshop tomorrow night uh, again that is uh, thir- or Tuesday Tuesday the 30th so if you're listening to this after the it's already over but <laughs> the good news is you can listen to it here um, but that way people can actually like listen to it if they if they don't have the opportunity to make it to that workshop yeah so and if,
1: and if this goes good then maybe I'll be invited back
2: Oh absolutely absolutely
0: thank you again Jason. thank you Say Jay McCall drop the mic special edition.